Hope everyone is doing well this morning or evening, whenever you're listening to this, watching the VOD or live, no matter what. Hope you're enjoying the Look It All podcast. We have the entire library available at lookitallpodcast.com, the patreon.com slash podcast. You'll get full access to all the back archives, the, the newer reviews on um, more retro movies of uh, five years and older and other great content like that. Today we are going to discuss The Blackening. The Blackening is a 2022 American comedy horror film directed by Tim Story and written by Tracy Oliver Dwayne per- and Dwayne Perkins based on the 2018 short film of the same name by the comedy troupe Three Pete. It stars Perkins, Grace Byers, uh, Jermaine Fowler, uh, Melvin Gregg, X Mayo, uh, Antoinette Robert, Robertson, Sinquea Walls, Jay Farrow, and Yvonne Yuri. The film follows a group of Black American friends staying at a cabin in the woods where they are targeted by a masked killer during Juneteenth. A couple reasons why I wanted to cover this movie well uh a lot of times i I kind of have comedies fly under the radar it's kind of a subjective thing it's like either you laugh at the movie or you don't laugh at the movie and so you kind of when you're listening to a reviewer it's like was it funny was it not funny this is one of those movies that i think you need to kind of dissect by a couple different angles and your background and your knowledge of uh i guess ethnic stereotypes to an almost campy degree is very much impendent on you enjoying this movie to an extent now when you know i i want to say most people are pretty open-minded when they're watching a movie, but I, I will say, you know, having a title such as so so bold, such as the blackening, it might have uh, not a, a deterrence, but it might make people think that it uh, might only be for a specific uh, demographic. And with saying that, you know, people are like, so what you're saying is. Is this or is this not geared for uh, a black audience? Well, in my opinion, it's a movie that's made by uh, by black creators for a black audience, but that does not mean that people outside of the demographic can't enjoy it. I was kind of worried going into it that it, you know, the, the references, the 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 quote unquote deep cuts of the of the movie the Easter eggs, the the jokes were going to go over my head because I wasn't going to possibly understand some of the references or or, or these uh, types of uh, possible campy stereotypes. But the satire edges so close to, yes, it is just about every single joke is uh, based, is race-based or ethnic-based or, or stereotype-based, but they're also following it up with really smart satire behind it it's it's yes this is a joke yes it is on a level um offensive but we're also kind of pointing fingers at it and saying that this is ridiculous like why are we uh why are we pointing out the differences and you know our uh, instead of our similarities uh, whether you know you you are black or not, and so this movie, I think, works really well for that ma- uh, for that reasoning. So, yeah, I in in um, I guess in short fashion, I had a really good time, and I keep thinking about some of the jokes coming back and just giggling to myself, like damn, that was a pretty damn fun, funny joke. That's a hilarious character. There's just moments and references throughout the movie that just had me uh, chuckling up. I, I, and I'm trying to think of a movie that I enjoyed uh, that's a comedy on this level this much. Let me see. Um, da, 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 da. Uh, how do you search notes on here? I should have done this before. Da, da, da. Hashtags. 
anyways, um, I'll, I'll be looking this up while we're talking, but anyways, um, I can't think of another, oh, here it is, here it is, I couldn't find my podcasting list. So yeah, out of my top 10 movies right now, I don't have many comedies up there. I mean, the Elemental was a, a, a cute, uh, was a cute um, animated cartoon for, you know, families, but I don't see too many funny, yeah, I, I think this is, Dungeons and Dragons had some action comedy mixed in there, but The Blackening is probably the highest up there uh, comedy for me of the year right now. It's not my top 10 movies, uh, but it's still, I think, one of the funnier movies up there, which I think you people might have been, um created by Tim Story as well. Was that was that him? No, it's not. Uh, oh, I'm thinking of uh he he was the ride along guy, Tim Story, same director as um Tom and Jerry, what do we got? Shaft, Ride Along One and Two, Think Like a Man. He did both of the Fantastic uh four movies. I I enjoyed this movie. The the thing about this movie, I will say that I think most people are going to point out and say that it's uh, the the critiques of the movie. I'd say it goes, it starts off slow and then there's a little bit of a lull towards the end. Like I'm like, all right, let's wrap it up. So there's maybe only about an hour's worth of really good footage. But with saying that, I, um, I did enjoy it. The, um, the overall movie really works for the satire that it is it's low budget and you can clearly tell it almost feels like we're watching a television show for an hour and a half um but the i really enjoy the blocking and i really enjoy the um the wardrobe there were a couple scenes and a couple shots that i i was looking at this movie and i was like they really tried their ass off with um you know, choosing appropriate um, colors and appropriate, I don't know, iconography, I guess, that would really help this cast uh, pop because they are all, you know, they're, they're all black. So they, they are able to wear really poppy colors like uh, these bright pinks, these bright blues, these bright yellows. And when you see blood go on, these colors, it's like really shocking. And it, it helps to kind of, um, I guess, bring color and balance to the entire, to the entire um, uh, movie, which is why I like it. I think what this movie is, it's almost a full movie of a concept, which I could honestly see them remaking this entire movie, but give them more money. This was done on, I believe, a budget of $5 million, which most television shows these days cost more than $5 million. Like if you go game, almost any Game of Thrones episode in the last two years, $5 million is a drop in the bucket for a single episode. So this movie was done on a $5 million budget and has already brought in a $17.5 million budget. This is a success of a movie. Um, whether people are enjoying it or not, it uh, did premiere at the Toronto Film Festival on September 16th, 2022, but was re theatrically released in June 16th, 2023 by Lionsgate. Looks like they were trying to secure a, a distribution deal, probably. Um, and so the film... Uh, the film was a box office success and has grossed over 17 million and received positive reviews with critics noting the satire of horror film tropes and ethnic stereotypes. And like I said, it is smartly written. Some of the jokes are like offensive, but they're also like pointed out to be like, you know, like, why the fuck did you say that kind of thing? So. Yeah, I. Um, gotta sneeze a little bit. Uh, look at the light. Oh God, I shouldn't have looked at the light. Oh, maybe is that what happens? My mom always told me that if you look at a light bulb or uh, a light, then it'll make you not have to sneeze. Is that true for anyone else? Does anyone else feel that? Anyways, uh, it definitely worked because I think my eyes fucking got fucked up on that. 
Uh, let's see. Anything else we need to cover before we get into the plot of this? Uh, of this, like I said, I would recommend it. It's funny. It's it's got deep cuts, but um, I think most people are gonna enjoy it. I I do think the references are probably for millennials and younger. If you are like like my mother, I don't think would understand half the jokes in this um and yes she is white <laughs> um she'd be like what what does that mean you know like she'd be uh like poking me in the uh in the in the stomach being like what is what does this one mean poking me in the shoulder or something like that like what does that one mean like uh i just thought uh the the type of audience that's probably going to understand most of these references is probably for the the non-black audience i would probably say most people that are not uh, sorry probably individuals that are under 35 i i would be surprised like i don't think if my dad was around he would understand half the jokes again my parents are on the older side so it um and of course they're not black so um just <laughs> putting that out there uh, but yeah, I enjoyed this movie. I want to uh, recommend it to anyone that wants a, a good uh, satirical comedy. And um, it's up there with some of the best, even though um, it it feels like the demographic for what they're looking for is obviously mostly um, the black demographic, but it, it really feels like it's open to everyone. And um, I'm, I'm glad to see that it's doing well. <clears throat> so we're going to get into the plot of uh, the blackening right now this is where you're going to leave us and uh, either come back or listen again whatever you didn't do um, thank you for listening to the look it all podcast we are currently live on twitch we are on look podcast.com all the Social media links are there. Um, I just realized that this is my first podcast since Threads has been released or dropped. The previous podcast we had released was uh, Aftercast 35, where, here, where we discussed uh, the submersible that went missing down with the uh, looking for the Titanic. Go check that out for all the uh, info that we found out about that. And uh, we also have the top 10 movies as well as our top movie list of the year so far is also on Aftercast 35. Once again, you can check out the library on, you know, on your favorite podcast provider, SoundCloud, Apple iTunes, whatever, uh, Spotify, whatever tickles your pickle or whatever the sayings are. I think that, is that inappropriate? Are we allowed to say that? <laughs> uh, tickles your fancy. Maybe I shouldn't say that. <laughs> oh goodness. Maybe, maybe I shouldn't record so early in the middle, uh, in the, in the middle, in the morning. That's why I shouldn't, I'm not a hundred percent up. Actually, um, let me grab some coffee real quick. Y'all know I need my, uh, more, my three cups before I get going. And we will begin the uh, spoiler review for The Blackening. We are back. We are back. All right, everyone. Let's get into the plot of The Blackening. Morgan and Sean arrive to a cabin in the woods. Again, this is spoilers ahead. Cabin in the woods where they plan on celebrating Juneteenth with a group of their friends. Um, I enjoy that we get a, a, sh a show of uh, or some representation of Juneteenth. I, I'm a little bit in the dark myself about uh, the full representation of it. I understand that it's the actual, I believe it's the actual date of when um the slaves were um 
emancipated is that what it is we're freed i guess but the whole discrepancy was some places i believe in the north in the country of the united states back in the day this is like two three hundred years ago at this point um uh i believe if i know my history correctly anyways the whole discrepancy for the juneteenth thing was some places were freeing slaves and some places were not freeing slaves and so i believe juneteenth was the actual day they were supposed to be freed but again like i said my historical knowledge could be a little bit uh shaky so if i'm wrong take everything i say with a grain of salt i'm i'm not this is not a juneteenth uh black history uh podcast done by a a latin jewish guy (laughs) this is uh i believe this is what it is so if i'm wrong just uh jump in the comments uh on whatever platform and i'll get it correct and i'll um remember any um feedback for podcast is in the aftercast um, which is the podcast we have in between the reviews so again this is a good representation for juneteenth and the with a group of friends in the basement the couple discovers a board game called the blackening which features racist caricatures like it and for anyone that hasn't seen the movie it's like the saw character kind of but they've turned them into like a quote-unquote like sambo-esque character which uh for people that don't know a sambo character i believe was an american stereo racist stereotype of uh almost like a black boy that is instead of actually having uh, uh, art that looks like black skin I guess it was completely done just just straight black and it's it it's supposed to be belittling and it's supposed to be racist and it's supposed to be offensive and so they basically made the saw character face look like the sambo face and he's got like these big old black lips and extremely black skin it's just it, it's terrible and basically the the entire cast and immediately when they see that everyone's like oh hell no <laughs> and i am right there with them i mean i would be like this is some fucked up shit and they they do the exact same thing that i would want to do is you know take a photo of it send a fucking one star review to airbnb and tell them to go fuck themselves <laughs> i was just like this would be terrible um so yeah almost right off the bat i'm like damn they they are not holding back um suddenly the lights go out and a mysterious voice demands the couple to play sean answers a question incorrectly and is promptly killed with an arrow to the neck morgan attempts to escape but is captured the next day and and i got to say that you know the the budget is low you can tell people being pulled into the dark people are holding the they're holding the arrows with their hand it looks like it all is very cheap looking you know what it's really told me um i don't have the budget for walking dead but my goodness i don't think that they were spending five million dollars in episode six per episode i don't even think they spend five million dollars on the whole uh budget on that um let me see I want to see this episode budget. I know this is kind of off topic, but I'm I'm curious what they were getting. Uh Okay. I'm seeing on Reddit maybe an episode would cost about 3 to 4 million per episode in episode 9. Okay. Yeah, so uh, they they had a hell of a budget for Walking Dead. Maybe they did closer to one to three million, but still, the uh, the effects on that are really good. Um, and I I always go back to I I reference Walking Dead a lot, Game of Thrones a lot because they I feel like they are milestones in television. One Walking Dead pushed the scale of how violent things can be on television and how nasty they can get on a television budget i think that you see some of the most disgusting stuff on walking dead some of it gets a little bit ooey gooey in ways that don't really make sense like skin doesn't do that kind of thing but majority of the time like let i always reference the uh the glenn baseball bat incident and and uh 
I, and there's another character, I believe it's the Everybody Hates Chris character. I want to say it's in uh, season five or six of Walking Dead. I know this is very specific and kind of vague for people who don't know what I'm talking about. But real quickly, it's extremely violent. I mean, some sometimes you see people get like their face being ripped off in some places. And um, for for Walking Dead, I really do think they showed what you can how violent you can get on television on a television budget and uh you know for game of thrones and uh, kind of a non sequitur right here is game of thrones showed what you can do on a television but with like it feels like cinematic scale like the epicness is just amazing on it so um yeah this movie is not either one of those <laughs> you know clearly the 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 budget went to a whole lot of things but it was not the the violence in this but what this tells me is this movie still feels like a great concept and i i brought up the evil dead concept um evil dead one and two are almost the same movie with uh they almost just remade the first movie with a higher budget for two and everyone enjoys the second one almost tremendously more it's it's much less darker but i don't think that the black i'm not sure if the blackening would make remake this entire movie because they got more money in their pocket or if they would go and you know continue a franchise in some way i would like to see more satirical takes on on this kind of uh movie maybe not even always do a horror movie i, I do like the idea of doing horror movies because they're generally lower budget keep the lights low that type of things that's funny puts you in these crazy situations it's the what would you do type situations but yeah, I um, I uh, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. So, anyways, the next day, Lisa, Allison, Dwayne make their way to the cabin and discuss King bringing Lisa's unfaithful boyfriend uh, Namdi for the weekend's festivities. Is that how you say his name? I can't remember. On her way to the cabin, Shaniqua, 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 Shaniqua. The hell was that? I was like, is that? I was like, is that the coffee maker? Is that someone's car outside? <laughs> Did y'all hear that? Anyways, um, on their way to the cabin, Shanika runs into a former schoolmate named Clifton. Jermaine Fowler is my favorite character in this movie. I want him back. I want him back for, in, as the same character. Uh, this movie also reminds me very much of the undercover brother esque satire that they had in that movie it was you know the kind of the, the quote-unquote black take on like an austin powers-esque uh james bond type uh figure and it was it it had me you know uh you know almost crying from laughing so hard and i think that clifton feels like a character straight out of undercover brother i loved it um loved his character and so at the gas station um they they run into clifton who reveals he is also joining the group before leaving shanika is unnerved by the racially disfigured clerk who stands by her menacingly um and you know what i like in movies is when we have tropes and sometimes when we call out the tropes but they just they just don't the characters do not want to engage with the trope this trope is creepy store clerk guy and of course because the entire cast is is black they're gonna feel uncomfortable quote unquote around a creepy redneck looking uh white guy with one eye and so i mean he's about as crazy looking as you can be and he's like, and like he's like fucking crazy looking so i mean i i don't think you have to be black to think that that guy looked crazy i'm just saying that he's just he's, so i was with shanika on that one um so she's unnerved by the uh, the disfigured clerk. I will say that it's like it's a little bit um, on the nose now that you know it, it, for I don't know forty, fifty years, sixty years in uh, movies, even longer. If you have a disfigured face, oh, bad guy. Um, I think we're a little bit past that by now. Once the group is all together, they fire. They sorry, they find Ranger White, um, not. Uh, played by D, uh, Diedrich Bader, who's pretty damn funny in this. I, he's he's got this like level of self awareness about him. Like, there's this some was one joke about him being invited to the cookout, but knowing that 
he would make everyone else feel uncomfortable by being there. And I just had my, I was just laughing so hard. And they're like, oh shit, that's a, that's a good answer. There's just many references and jokes that I cannot repeat in this format. Cause I would just be, first of all, I'd fuck up all the jokes. And second of all, um, you, you know, just go watch it for the jokes. The, the jokes are damn funny in this. Um, and uh, so once the group is all together, they find Ranger White not allowing them to not allowing them entry after settling the dispute the friends begin to set up for the night after uh night of partying uh after drinks drugs and games ensue the which i do gotta say this first 15 minutes was the slowest it, once the games and the horror start picking up i really enjoyed this movie so you, you know if you if you're like watching this or you're you're listening to this then you're gonna go watch it and you're like this isn't that funny it's like give it 15 minutes before it starts kicking off because once the shit goes down the shit goes down After drinks, drugs, and games ensue, the group questions who specifically invited Clifton. Everyone's like, wait, how, who invited Clifton again? And, um, oh my God, Clifton is so fucking funny. When, when he offers that one guy, do you want to borrow my glasses? <laughs> oh my God. After the lights go out again, the, uh, the friends go find a power box only to come across the blackening with the game pieces correlated to their personalities. I did like the game pieces, how they were correlated with personalities. It makes me want to get a game piece that correlates with my personality. I, I don't even know what mine would be at the moment. Maybe since I'm a podcaster, maybe I'd get a podcast mic or um, I'm a videographer as well. So maybe I'd get a camera. I'm not even sure what I would do. I, I feel like I have kind of, I'm a DJ as well. So maybe I'd get a turntable. I don't know. what What would my... Or since we are the Lug It Out podcast, maybe I'd get like a dog. That'd be kind of cool. Anyways, what would what would your game piece be if you were playing the Blackening game? Um, yeah, I think mine would be one of those. Um, the voice speaks to them. Now, I forgot to mention that there's a voice coming from this little Sambo character that's in the middle of this game piece. And he's like, yeah, he's like a creepy dude. Um, the voice speaks to them, revealing that he is keeping Morgan prisoner. Now, there's this television that keeps popping on in the same style as like Saw. I believe Saw has a TV. Um, and it's an old, old school, like 1950s television in the corner. And um, they, the entire group is like looking at it and it's playing this like banjo music. And it has like this old school screen on there with like, I think the Sambo character It's like ding, 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 kind of like some deliverance shit going on. And that's when, and it pops on, it's like, Oh hell no, I'm not dealing with this. Um, so, um, that, that turns on and then shit gets real when you see like Morgan all tied up and she's like, uh, she's kind of, uh, she looks like she's struggling you see it's in black and white i believe and so it's extra creepy and it and the whole group is like all right we need to get the fuck out of here the door's locked they can't get out of the game room so everyone's kind of freaking out and the the saw guy the saw sambo guy is kind of like oh you know you gotta play the games and so they they start having to answer these questions and stuff like that most of them having to do with kind of like who's the blackest and like who's the quote unquote not blackest who's the who's the most biracial that type of thing whatever uh and like i said some of these jokes are pretty damn funny um the uh they'll ask him like random jokes about like you know how many black characters show up in the show friends or something like that <laughs> it's, it's like it sounds like jeopardy questions but based in black culture i think and honestly that's not a bad idea i mean is there a like a quote-unquote black jeopardy i can't think of one off the top of my head i feel like you know jeopardy as it is pretty fucking white honestly so we could get some ethnic questions in there if we could um that's a that's a side story anyway um the voice speaks to them and is revealing that he's keeping Morgan prisoner. They're all freaking out. The voice forces them to play the game to save Morgan and begins to ask them trivia questions about 
African American culture. Unfortunately, the friends failed to sufficiently answer a question about all black actors that guest starred on Friends, and Morgan is attacked. Morgan is like attacked on camera, and we're watching the camera. There's like, I don't know how many cameras around this entire house. They find out later that the entire house is bugged that way. But I mean, I kind of had a feeling because of the way that there was camera angles for every single way that people were running out of the house or whatever. And so, um, and someone was controlling the, you know, the master controller and stuff like that. So um, they are ordered to sacrifice one of their own. Um and of course, we see Morgan kind of uh, get attacked. We don't know exactly what happens to her at this point. They are ordered to sacrifice one of their own based on whom they deem to be the quote unquote blackest. Each of them comes up with their own defense, but everyone ends up choosing Clifton after he admits he voted for Trump twice. <laughs> and they're like, oh, that's it. Clifton, you are yeeted. You are getting got. Um, and so that that fucking sent him out to get uh get killed. Uh Clifton goes outside and is shot in the chest with an arrow by the killer. And everyone's like, Oh, oh damn, you know, he was he was a good one, didn't deserve it. Um, but again, what he did. Um so um uh, when the friends are freed from the room, they attempt to go look for Morgan and find help. Despite knowing better, they agree with Allison's idea to split up. She goes with King and Shanika, while Dwayne has to go with Lisa and Namdi. The latter three end up turning into sorry, running into Ranger White. They even draw attention to them, saying, uh, they need to split up. I didn't even think that made a whole lot of sense because of that. Um, but uh, I forgot what's her face. Um, Lisa, who is biracial, they always draw attention to her being biracial. And they're like, girl, that is your white side talking. And I <laughs> I was already laying down, but I was like dead after that again. I was like, damn, they were straight ripping this girl. I mean, when they did the, the joke about the... Um, the zebra, I was like, oh, come on, man. That's just low-hanging fruit right there. But then there were some funny jokes about that. Um, that's hilarious. They call him Ranger White. I didn't even realize that. Oh, uh, that's funny. The latter three end up running into Ranger White, who is willing to help them until the killer shoots him in the neck with an arrow. Um, and it's a little bit unclear because they're like, are you bad? Are you good? Are you good? Are you bad? Because he Ranger White is acting all sorts of weird and strange, but he's he he keeps saying that he's a good guy, but then uh they jump in the car and then he locks them in there and then he they look on the floor and of course there's a killer's mask and he's like trying to get in the car. He's like, "Help me, help me." And it's like it's like obviously is he fucking trying to play them or is he about to get killed by the uh by one of these um or by the, by the bad guy, and he ends up getting shot in the neck. So he he Ranger White was a good one. Um, he he was like I, I he was like I'm one of the good ones. <laughs> oh my goodness! And there's like that's exactly what you don't say. Um, so R.I.P. Ranger White. Um, he was, apparently he was a good one. Um, Allison King and Shanika encounter the killer. And the trio managed to overpower and kill him. I mean, uh, what's it? Uh, Allison King and Shanika, they, they go off on this guy. They didn't have to do him that bad, but um, um, they, they did him good. They unmask him to find that it's the clerk that Shanika saw at the gas station. Lisa, Namdi, Dwayne then encounter a second killer before Lisa bashes his brains in. I mean, Lisa goes off. And like I said, the the, the vibes I was getting here were, were fresh, like Jordan Peele vibes. I'm sure Jordan Peele had an amazing time watching this movie. I don't think he was in the production of this. Let me say. Uh, no, he's not. But, um. 
I'm sure he had a ball watching this. And what gave me Jordan Peele vibes, like us vibes, nope vibes, um, get out vibes, was this scene, was Lisa literally going off and, uh, you know, bashing this guy's brains in and the blood going all over her yellow um, attire. And it starts to make her look like a crazy person after that. I mean, it's kind of rare when you get like the good guy is going off, you know, da, 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 to the point where it's scaring the people that they're saving. And um, Lisa kind of did. I was like, is Lisa going to turn around and start bashing everyone else's head in? Like there was multiple times I was like, all right, so who's the bad guy here? Um, so Lisa was starting to look a little bit crazy herself. So anyways, um, like I said, I like the visualization of the the blood on the yellow um, attire. And I think that there was a lot of thought going into that. Um, and it looked good. So she bashes his brains in. They look through his pockets to see that he is the first killer's twin brother. Also, this dude has vomit all over him. I forgot what's his name threw up all over him. And I was like, ew, fucking sick. And I was like... Uh, there, there's a lot of callbacks, um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it. Um, let me see. What is his name? Dwayne. Is Dwayne Perkins, uh, I'm trying to figure out who's who. Okay. So Dwayne Perkins is the guy that threw up on him. He was pretty damn funny too. I liked him. He was. He, Dwayne Perkins' character was, um, Dwayne, I guess. <laughs> um, Dwayne is, is pretty damn funny. Uh, what was I going to say about him? Oh, yeah, he's feeling, everyone has kind of like these unresolved plot lines that, you know, Dwayne doesn't like uh, uh, Namdi, who is kind of an asshole to Lisa this entire time in show. Uh, you know, it's kind of like this jealousy thing where, you know, all this is happening as a subplot on top of the killer trying to kill them. You know, Dwayne's just like, you always go back to him and you always leave me as a secondary friend. I mean, I got to say that that sounds like a prominent problem. I'm not going to lie that there's a lot of friendships that are broken up specifically because one of those individuals is in a, a relationship where they can't balance having um having friends and can't balance having a relationship there's i know tons of people like that like that's not an inherently a quote-unquote black problem um a black culture problem you know it's not rooted in black um <clears throat> culture that that's a problem i know people um of all ethnicities that can't handle being in a relationship that can't handle having friends, it's almost like a one or the other kind of, or having both at the same time. It's a one or the other type thing. It's, I always find it fascinating. Um, but yeah, I, th that's a, that's a real problem. And I felt for him on that. Um, you know, not too heavy, but <clears throat> definitely relatable. Excuse me. So, um, the friends go into another room where they find Ranger White's and Clifton's bodies, only for the latter to spring awake and reveal himself as the mastermind. Now, if anyone has seen the movies I've re uh, referenced earlier, you know how that one ends. I'm not going to call attention to it in case, you know, the... Uh, you know, with the mask and, you know, people being tortured and having to saw a leg off kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? Um, so Clifton basically pulls a jigsaw and uh, he springs back, you know, and I was like, I kind of feel like this is where that's going. Because the the movie gets to a point where there's only been so many characters and like two of them are clearly dead. I was like, someone's there's there's a mole on the inside. Some something bad's going to happen. And so. Clifton ends up coming up and uh, he blames, you know, he reveals himself as the mastermind. It was me all along. You know, I was like, damn it, Clifton. And uh, uh, 
you know, this is kind of where it goes off a little bit and it starts going into the degree of like how he, he was upset because he, uh, okay, so he blames the group for always doubting his level of blackness. And I, uh, I thought this was actually kind of deeply rooted and probably how a lot of people feel of um, that don't feel quote unquote black enough. Um, I obviously have no idea what that feels like, so I'm not even going to try to relate, but um, the, for me, it's not really as much of a degree. I'm not in many cultures that are, I guess, quote unquote, segregating me by my skin color to my knowledge based off of like other Latinos or uh, Latin individuals that are, you know, in my hemisphere, I'm not around that all the time, or I'm not around that almost ever. Maybe if I was in the culture of, you know, where Latin, Latin people, some are more light skinned, some are more dark skinned, I might be experiencing this type of quote unquote, uh, stereotyping segregation of due to the demographic and coloring of the skin, I guess, or pigmentation of the skin, you know, and I felt for Clifton on this, you know, Clifton is somewhat of a representation of individuals that don't feel enough this or enough that and on a level, you know, I'm obviously like I said, people are listening, they're, they're like, are you black? No, I'm not black. If you if you're on uh, YouTube watching, you, you you definitely know that. But um, but I felt it to a degree, and so um, I think Clifton is going to possibly allow people to be seen in a good way. Now that doesn't mean like all you know all these people that have you know been pushed away all their life because they had not been called you know they weren't quote unquote black enough it means they're going to go mad. That's not what I mean at all, but. Um, let's continue on with what, what happens with Clifton. So he blames the group for always doubting his level of blackness when they knew each other at college. Uh, with this doubt leading to, uh, an, an accident where he drank heavily and ended up killing a woman on the road after serving four years in prison for the DUI, he organized the entire night as revenge and prepares to kill the others before dropping them down a well where he dumped Sean and Morgan's corpses. The friends fight back before kicking him down the well to his apparent death. As the morning arrives, the friends, on the advice of Dwayne, call the fire department for help, only for them to be sprayed with a hose. <laughs> and that is the blackening. Directed by Tim Story. So let me know what you thought about the podcast. Let me know what you thought about the blackening. I, I think we did a sufficient job covering the ins and outs of this movie. Like I said, it's a, I had a good time um, with this comedy. It's uh, definitely, it's not as niche as I think that most people are going to think it is like, I really do think it's way more accessible to the broader audience. The more I think about it, even though the whole basis of the, you know, of Clifton going mad was, uh, spades, uh, was a spades game and reneging on that and stuff like that. So I'm, um, I wasn't super in the know about what, uh, I've watched spades, but I haven't played spades. So it's not like I was like completely in the dark. Um, but yeah, there are, you know, some more closer jokes that, you know, are more rooted in the black culture and then some that are way more relatable. And I liked both of them. I, I liked all the jokes uh, that kind of went across the board, even to a degree. I know that some people are going to say that uh, there is actually kind of commentary on uh, individuals, specifically black individuals saying the n-word now i'm not here to say whether anyone can say it or not obviously i'm i'm, I'm saying the not the er just the n-word not er um obviously it's it's your prerogative to 
say whatever if you want to do whatever i'm not saying whether you should or not but they bring attention to it to the point of like one individual keeps saying it and as like an explanation like almost as if you would replace it like oh my goodness or or dude you know they would say it that prominently um but they even call attention to it to someone saying it too much and i i do think that that is commentary on the word itself and so yeah it's multiple multiple aspects about this movie that i, I find that were much smarter than i was um anticipating the writing is 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 entertaining and um i would recommend this movie let me know what you thought about the review we are currently on twitch right now we're going to check any comments i don't see anything anyone has any questions at the moment but we'll be on here for another minute or two while we start to close out the podcast um yeah so let me know how i can improve the podcast let me know what you thought about the blackening the movie if you if you watched it um, did you enjoy it? Did you not enjoy it? Did you were you part of a subsection that found it offensive? I looked on Google and I found that there is a large subsection. Uh, m- most of it has five stars, but there is uh, 241 ratings on it, and there are a substantial of one star reviews. And I'm I'm would be curious to hear how. Um, how that went and it's got a rating of 86 percent on uh rotten tomatoes so i mean critics do find it i i believe they find it smart and um a, a spoof on the genre and it kind of bends it away bends it in uh in a good way so um yeah let me know what you thought about yeah it, a 6.1 on imdb seems low to me i i honestly would put this at like a seven um but yeah, let me see. Do you want to check out one or two of these reviews right here? Um, let's see. How do I bring up the reviews right here? Let's see. User reviews. Oh, two out of ten stars. This should have been called the tropening. See, I thought there were a lot of tropes in this, but I thought that they were smart tropes. That that was my whole thing about it. Like the a, a trope would be some for people that are kind of in the dark about it. I like to kind of explain about what what a trope is and what what are common things that you would see in a movie. Uh you know, Things that we would see in a movie uh don't go down that hallway and then someone goes down that hallway, something terrible happens. Um Convenient, creepy convenience store clerk. That's in a lot of uh, classic horror movies from you know the mid '80s. But I always, I thought that they did a funny take on it. Like uh, X Mayo is like, oh shit, rap snacks and shit like that. And she's like grabbing all this shit and stuff like that. And and then this guy turns around. And she's like, oh fuck that. And then she's like, she's like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. And so I was like. This is got like, it's funny. Like, I enjoy the comedy that was happening in it. And so, um, I just felt like it was a little bit, I think it was funny. Let me see what else it says. Two out of 10 stars in identity politics horror. At first look at this poster, I thought this was another straight streaming hood comedy horror similar to the latter Wayne's output the weigh-ins sorry like the scary movies after checking the upper mid reviews it seemed like a good choice i was wrong while this movie does have better than average better than average for quote unquote black movie production standards i wonder if they're just i wonder if they're saying that it's low low budget or something it's simply too in your face with black american identity politics to be engaging all of the let me see I can't read all this. Let me see. It says, now this is not me. This is Taurus Scotia. Let me make sure this is okay. All the individuals in the horror movie stereotypes have been handled already, and all the movie does is repeat them and not in a very funny way. You see, I would disagree. I don't feel like they always 
a lot of these jokes I feel like I had not heard before. Like I'm, a handful of them maybe were, were repeated, but I did not feel like I was like, I, I heard this 20 years ago. Like, I think the worst thing would be to have identity politics or something like that, or these stereotype typed politics that are out of date. One would be, this is not a, a, a an out of date black um, stereotyped joke. This is a, uh, the the joke of um i'm not saying this but you know how a lot of uh middle eastern comedians for like i don't know like 5 or 10 years were kind of doing the joke of oh i or or indian or some sometimes they would do the joke of oh i kind of uh resemble i'm not saying this but this is the jokes they would make uh that they would say oh quote unquote be scared because i look like uh, a quote unquote middle eastern terrorist of some sort and it's like the joke is so outdated that <clears throat> it might have been funny if it ever was funny it was funny the first time 15 years ago but now the joke is there is no joke it's like good one i guess um or i i guess one of the jokes might have been uh, i guess a black stereotypical joke might be like quote unquote now like i said i don't believe this i'm just saying these are stereotypical jokes that that they can't swim that black people can't swim and so they they do repeat a joke like that but they <clears throat> i feel like they're more meta about it and they're like they're saying like don't feed into the stereotype <laughs> and so i feel like that the movie you got to be on the wavelength of the comedy for it and that's the whole thing about it and i feel like i was on the wavelength of understanding it's like kind of pointing a finger at the ridiculousness of these jokes that or these quote unquote stereotypes that people have been making for a long time and honestly you know it is kind of reclaiming culture in a way it's like um i think that it um takes some of the hurtful possible jokes that people have made um and reorganizes them to say or points a finger at them to say this is ridiculous this is stupid and why are we all uh you know pointing out our differences when we are way more alike than not um that's kind of my takeaway from the movie but let me know what you have a takeaway what your takeaway is from the movie i am be curious to hear your um whether you like the movie or not was um, my take a little bit strong, not strong enough? Did I not understand it? That type of thing. But um, yeah, check out com for all the social media handles. We're on the Spotify, YouTube, SoundCloud, Patreon. I've got all of the links in the description. You know where to find us, com. And um, yeah, uh, anything else? Anything else? I think that's about it. Be sure to rate us five stars, thumbs up, YouTube. You know how to keep us high in the ranks. Subscribe. Let us know how to improve. Look at our podcast at gmail.com. Take it easy.